Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive & June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive & June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0 pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sujic to look ahead to AEW Rampage tonight and yet another dream match of yours, Sige. Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson. Who could have called this match? I know, I know. Two seconds, what am I doing? What am I doing? We are both doing our exercises, we'll point out now. Uh, we've been, we're slowly getting there to have the tightest piss, piss in, in the game. game. Uh, we've been taught, uh, not a really a workout regime, it's a stretching routine, isn't it? So that hopefully, by the Christmas party, we can pop our tits for the entire lot of That's a work in progress. Yes, anyway, Brian Danielson, Nick Jackson, I mean, you literally called this when he first joined. Absolutely. I don't know if it was planned, or their physical chemistry, and we've seen glimpses of it in PWG in a horror show of a match, I might add. Um, can't off the top of my head recall the P PWG event in question, um, but it's quite a pivotal, transformative match in the history of the Young Bucks. Um, just to go back in time before I put myself over for booking this, um, what happened? I think it was two thousand and nine-ish, if I recall correctly. Uh, the Young Bucks got over in PWG um, after eventually getting booked there after uh, Matt Jackson really pissed off Super Dragon by being an arrogant prick at his training school. <laughs> they finally got so much buzz that they were going to like sell a few tickets to a PWG show or get over on one, yada, yada, yada. So they got over. They had Mbop by Hansen as the entrance theme. They played this kind of a tongue-in-cheek, nodding, winking. We're proper baby faces. We really like the Rockers and the Hardy Boys, and we are a happy slap tag team, Mbop. It got a bit old a bit fast, and um, the novelty wore off, and eventually, because they didn't really do much with their act other than the high spots that they had perfected since they were like eight on their couches, um, the fans turned on them. Like The fans turned on them big. There was an opportunity to do like an improvised double turn 
um, in a match against Roderick Strong and Brian Danielson. Um, they knew the books that like we're going to get slaughtered out there like by the fans. Can we not turn heels? Like, I don't need the baby face. Yeah, my baby face acts. This is Super Dragon. And Super Dragon doubled down. It's like, no, you are going to be the baby faces. And to maintain that, you get over as baby faces and nip this growing resentment in the crowd in the bud. You're going to get your heads kicked in tonight by Roderick Strong and Brian Danielson. <laughs> like, you are going to get your heads kicked in. And they were like, cool. <laughs> well, I look forward to this then. So they had the match. And it's like, holy shit. They are getting their heads kicked in. And it's just untenable that their baby faces. They're getting murdered, annihilated in there. And Danielson and Strong just follow the script. Even harder, and it becomes legitimately quite a harrowing, disturbing, like unpleasant scene. It's that vicious. And uh, relations between the Bucks and Danielson and Strong after that were a little bit frosty. Like they've made up in the end, obviously. They made up after the fact. But like it took a long time. There was still mm. a little bit of uh, creeping resentment there. So I don't know if this has got any kind of like a nice winking meta thread to people who are familiar with history in PWG. I don't know if they've just booked this match all along for Daniel's route from Omega, draw, super elite matches, back to Omega. Or if you remember it all out, like Matt Jackson looked to have suffered a stinger. Mm-hmm. Like he did, he was clutching his neck the entire time. So maybe they said, oh, we need someone to bump for Danielson who isn't a maker because we really need to save their first physicality for a grand slam. And Nick Jackson was like, I'll do it because I'm a lunatic. I love taking head, <laughs> head first German suplexes. Um, yeah, as soon as I saw Brian Danielson, like leather, it was like a rapid-fire machine gun, those kicks in the corner. He just was going so fast and so hard. And then he did that wonderful head drop German. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that should be his first match. That should absolutely be his first match. As it happens, I was one off. It's his, it's his second. Um, so it wasn't just those two minutes. Whenever I try and be a nerd and fantasy book things, what I really like to do is think of two wrestlers with really complementary attributes or movesets or character differences. Um, and what I love about and why I really wanted this match to happen between Danielson and Nick Jackson is that Nick Jackson is a total lunatic in terms of the moves he'll take on his head, the dives he'll do, the table bumps. He's known, and like Kenny Omega and Matt Jackson, I know slouches in terms of really getting in there and taking risks. Nick Jackson is known as the, the crazy one out of the, possibly the craziest generation of bumpers. Yeah. Um, ever in pro wrestling. He's known as the one who, oh, he's crazy. He'll do anything. It's like, well, so will Kenny Omega. I've seen Kenny Omega take like a Frankenstein off the top, top turnbuckle. Nick Jackson's considered the crazy one. Who better at kicking the hell out of someone and getting over by someone who can take risks for them and bumps and all the rest of it than Nick Jackson. So it is a dream match, not just because you're expecting, if this is four and a quarter stars, you'd be like, oh, it's a bit disappointing. You know what I mean? Mm. So out of all of the best combinations of two wrestlers that are going to give you a four and a half star level match, 
in terms of complementary bumping to striking to selling to whatever ratio, this should be absolutely tremendous. Uh, one more thing, because I'm just going into a very mawkish meltdown about the prospect of this match. Yeah, any spots you want to see? Yes, this is what I'm going to get to. Um, I really want to see um, Nick Jackson slapping Danielson on the chest. He always takes his opponents by the hand to do his like, nice lucha stuff. Jumps on the rope. Does the thing where the sides of his feet go on the middle rope. Yeah. And then he jumps back onto the top rope to get that propulsion and then uses all of his momentum to do the arm drag. Mm. I would like to see Danielson just sort of like lull him into doing that. And the second he gets on the top rope with his hand held to Nick Jackson's, yank him down, dislocate that shoulder, Jesus. and get him in the lapel lock. Now that would be tits. Yes. This whole match is going to be absolutely tits. Uh, obviously, the match has already happened. We haven't read any spoilers. Uh, I would encourage people not to, especially with this specific match. But you, I assume yeah. Danielson wins. Yeah, Danielson's going to win. You don't want the confirmation of it written down. Um, you just don't. Mm. But... Danielson's probably going to win um, in terms of how they finish it. I've read three non-spoiler things, right? This will not spoil the result. No. But the, the next minute, if you don't even want to spoiler about the indication of quality that I have heard, just skip forward a minute. Mm-hmm. The three things are, one, the finish in particular is astonishing. Like, great. Number two... I had a reader who was in attendance, sorry, a follower, Twitter follower who was in attendance and said it was awesome. I asked him for a star rating, and he said 4.25 or 4.5, depending on the fact that maybe I'm biased because I was there live. And honestly, I know the guy was very nice to reach out. And I'm thinking, ah, you've ruined my day. (laughs) I'm joking. I always always love the interactions and uh, all the rest of it. Um, Four and a quarter for this. I'm expecting at least four and a half. In the Observer, someone reported to Dave that it's one of the best matches in uh, their TV history. So, I mean, it's it's going to be class. It can't not be. And Danielson's going to win. And there'll probably be some kind of uh, obligatory post-match schmoz because they have this habit that annoys me where they have to remind you every step of the way, every segment about a specific program or rivalry, they always have to shoot something that lets you know, oh, they're doing the match that we've mm. already seen the graphic yeah. for. So I'm expecting the post-match brawl. It might annoy us because I get it, the match is happening, but I won't care. I'll probably go on a high after watching this. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not going to, for me, play into the result of the match, regardless. I think that, uh, Brian, Brian Danielson emerges victorious, but I was going to ask whether you thought the Elite were going to get involved because obviously we've got that four-on-four match on the anniversary show next week. Um, Maybe post-match, as you say. A post-match, a post-match deal I would do. Um, like Cage and Jurassic Express maybe running down to make the save or something. No, yeah. No one's going to take... Uh, no one's going to not buy Danielson if he wins at the result of a schmoz or whatever. He doesn't have to win cleanly without any kind of... Oh, if it wasn't for the elite screwing things up for Nick Jackson, who... who Knows Nick Jackson might have stood a chance. I want to see this cleanly, mm-hmm. definitively, and violently come to an end in a straight match and then do the obligatory, oh, we've got an eight-man on Dynamite next week. Let's do an angle that builds to that. Um, 
So I'd like to see it cleanly happen. He's had a draw. I wanted to see a Danielson yeah. dominant win in the end. Sorry, I just got distracted for the last bit of what you were saying there because I've just seen we've got a, a five-star review review come in uh, on iTunes, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from, but particularly on iTunes if you want to leave us a five-star review. So I'll have to check this one from Longbone Tone, see if we can use it for the raw review next week. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good, good, good pitch for um, Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you're welcome, TK. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, let's talk about the three-person match. I genuinely forgot what it was. I was like, don't say triple threat. And I was about to say trios then. Jake Goggle, Nyla Rose. And three-way. Three-way, thank you. My brain just wasn't working there. Thunder oh, uh, I, should, I, I feel bad about this bit now. No, it's, anxious. Fu- it's funny. You're ruining your line readings by being anxious through my bit. Okay, you're all right. Thunder Rosa uh, and... Uh, Nyla Rose and Jade Cargill uh, as, of course, the triple threat. Tough to call who wins this one. I've got no idea. Actually, no, I do have an idea. And the idea is thus. And I'm worried about the finish because you know how we're fair bounds critics. Mm-hmm. I just, well, in my personal opinion, I just happen to think one show is um, much better in my formed opinion. But I will bury them for doing the same things if they do it, it doesn't make it any less bad if AEW does it because of the fact that it's AEW. What am I doing? I thought you were physically embodying grading on a curve there. Yeah. 
Ah, that's it. I will go with that. I've yeah. seen some weird things with my hands. So on the SmackDown preview earlier recorded, which you can, of course, listen to wherever you get your podcasts from, and we were talking about the prospective uh, triple threat match between Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks, and we were talking about, well, it's WWE, so what's going to happen is that someone's going to hit the finisher. The third person in the match is going to throw them out of the ring, and then they're going to get the pin. This three-way, I can honestly see Thunder Rosa stealing one. Like, Excalibur says this on commentary, and I'm thinking, I love you, Excalibur. 99% of the time, you're amazing at your job. Don't use, don't do what Donnie Michael Cole does. Mm. You know, like, don't do that. I'm expecting that Thunder Rosa will win to get her a little bit closer to Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Or to Ruby Riot, which I think would be great. With the idea being that this match, I think, exists to tease the Cargill-Rosa singles match, which will happen. Uh, the Cargill-Rose singles match, that mm-hmm. will happen at some point. So I think there will be an initial tentative, let's team up, even though we don't like each other. Or will they because of the... I don't know, there's quite a lot of story to play with here. It's intriguing. You're right, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm expecting it to not be great. I was just, <laughs> it's intriguing, isn't it? Like you say, in terms of they've teamed up to fight each other. They beat her up backstage a while back before the uh, Casino Battle Royal. But neither Rose. And then, but then in the match Jade itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just about to Google there as you were talking. I was about to go on cage match to see if Cargill's actually lost a match. Don't but then I realised yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah. that because I was bored of the results of the match. Okay, now that I've got my ducks in a row, um, maybe Cargill. And Rose will just forearm battle at the start. And then when it's broken off, Thunder Rose will do a shock and drop kick into one of them. I expect that the hostilities between Rosa and Cargill will be so they'll be so focused on each other that neither of them will notice when Rose rolls one of them up. Rosa. Mm. Jesus Christ, Vincent Mann might have a point. Yes. I'm going to say Jade Cargill only because... I don't know if she's actually lost a match yet off the top of my head. Well, that might mean that Nyla Rose will take the roll-up. Mm. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, they, they can always lean on singles competition. Undefeated in singles competition. I've never taken. That's a, good. They've done this before with various people. On the subject of which, if they had any need to protect Nick Jackson, all I'll have to say is, oh, he's a singles, he's a tag team specialist. You can take a fall, it's fine. Yeah. So I'll pick I'll pick Jade Cargill, but like you say, there's there's a story to be written here. It probably should be Thunder Rosa, like you say, in terms of reestablishing her in the well, she's the one I'll picture. Uh, yeah, if there's any of these three women that I want to see go up the rankings on the back of this match, it's bloody Thunder Rosa. Um, but it's going to be you know it's got you've got a mixture of skill sets and experience here in particular. You know Thunder Rosa uh, is sensational between the ropes and. The big match we do want to see eventually is Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa again, of course. And uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe she loses to... But then the pay-per-view's not that far away. I keep thinking, oh, it's miles off. They only do four a year, but it's what, mid-November? So we're only Yeah, the gap between away. All Out and Full Gear is always way closer than you think. So I don't know. I'll stick with Jade Cargill, though. I've got gone for that because I'm not sure she's actually lost it all yet. And maybe you can do something in the interim on TV with Britt Baker. But then... Then that'd be Britt Baker being a face, and then she'd have to be a heel. I don't. Who knows? Who knows? 
Um, before we get to the hair versus hair match that we're all looking forward to, um, we discovered something just before we came in here regarding the casino ladder match, which goes down, of course, on next week's anniversary special of Dynamite. We are going to be doing a podcast in the future with myself and the Dadly Boy sitting down and discussing the two years of Dynamite. And if you'll actually get good, you know, you know, uh, I'm joking, don't on Twitter, all right. Uh, but what an anniversary show we've got to look forward to, uh, as we've mentioned, uh, that that four-on-four match. And, yes, this casino ladder match. And tonight, the competitors are going to be announced. We still aren't really sure even how many there are. We've seen matches. I think it's six. With six, or you mentioned, you know, in no, the early... six. I've read the tweet. Ah, okay, yes. okay. Cause I was, I'll just double-buddy check. I'll, you, as you do that, I'll mention the fact that we were discussing this in the office, and you go... Well, one of them before, they had bloody nine. But yes, the one where the face of the revolution one, for example, from revolution last year, uh, I do believe had six people in it with Cody chilling out on the ramp for a bit of it. So it doesn't really count. Five people or anything. But yes, six people anyway. Um, I don't know. Who, who are you thinking for this? Because you're not exactly thinking, well, it's impossible that this person could be in it. You could get a jungle boy. You could get, you know, a people like that. But... I don't know who you, who are your choices for for this. Well, Jungle Boys in the four on four, so it won't be him. Oh yeah, of course. On tonight's AW Rampage, and I've not really had time to do this because they just announced this before you set to record. On tonight's AW Rampage, on TNT, AW General Manager Tony Khan will announce the participants for the Casino Ladder Match scheduled for next Wednesday at the Dynamite Two Year Anniversary Show. Blah, blah, blah. No specified number. It's got to be six. Yeah, come on. But you know what? The law of the ladder. There's a match graphic here, and there's ladders in it. How many? One, two, three, four. I'm sure you, that's going to be six. Right. Anything. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll pick six. I'm not picking nine like there was a double or nothing in right. 2020. I'm not doing that. I'll pick six. I'll think about this carefully. Just to clarify, what do they win if they win this? They win a title shot. An opportunity. A title shot. So that will presumably be Kenny Omega's. B-level TV challenger before full gear, because there's, there's no mention of full gear. And traditionally, what the uh, AEW World Champions do is they have pay-per-view opponents, obviously, and then between the pay-per-view cycles, they'll have one or two B-level TV-level challengers. So you don't want any of your big hitters in it, like your Cody's, because you can't. Mm. Uh like your Jericho's, like no one like that. It's we're thinking who's going to be a rising star or a mid-card act that is over, but you wouldn't sell them as a headline pay-per-view attraction. So on that basis, filibustering here because I really can't think. I was going to say, you could have MJF and Darby Allen in it, but they'd have to take each other out of the match. Like it's a very WWE sort of esque story. Yeah, but like. I mean, that's the thing about multi man match of any stripe. Like they do give you these storytelling opportunities. I would have Dante Martin, and I'm putting him in first because I think he's going to win. Yeah, and I would just love him to win. So Dante Martin. Uh, we haven't seen enough of Daniel Garcia of late. So put Daniel Garcia in there. Submission on a ladder always looks. That's the thing. Uh, you want like a different range of performers. You don't just want six aerial artists. Actually, you do. That would be awesome. <laughs> but you know what I mean? There'd probably be more to do if you have this many people in it. Matt Hardy? Orange Cassidy? And Orange Cassidy, they could be, because Cassidy can do some fun. It was one of the highlights of that really overlong match at Double mm. or Nothing, where he was like climbing up the ladder. So that can be your 
these two men like take each other out with some wild bump because theoretically they hate each other a lot. Can I suggest the uh, dice tiffin again? Sounds even weird when I whisper it. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, they reference the last one that they had. Mm-hmm. So if Page or Scorpio Sky's in it, you could realistically have Hager come out, mm-hmm. drag them to the back, or one of them to the back. Yeah, we'll have Ethan Page as number five. Just gonna want to see his titties. Yeah, going to get again to the top of the ladder, pop the tits, and then get to the ladder, pop the tits, and then just before he's about to get it, Jake Hager. Yeah, because. They will say, right, okay, finally we've got an opportunity. After, after we've won a match, one of us gets the opportunity. I'll take this one, Scorp, because you um, had the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, fair's fair, we're friends and all the rest of it. Um, and then their thing, and I don't like it that much at all, other than the fact that Ethan Page is a total boy popper. Their thing is, they think they are getting overlooked and deprived of opportunities. If this happens to them again via this match, via Jake Hager taking P- Page out, then they can have another problem where they talk about this. So Dante Martin, Daniel Garcia, Matt Hardy, Orange Cassidy, Ethan Page, and someone else, who cares, uh, Dante Martin will be in it. So it's up to me, I would have like Dante Martin, you're a world tag team champion, who cares? Phoenix. Sidal. Sidal. Oh, get Sidal in there, why the hell not? There we go. Yeah, I think that's a fair pick. I mean, I would have six gifted mind-blowing aerial artists in this just doing hollow, awesome, sugar rush thrills. But they will want to use this to advance storylines, hence why I'm begrudgingly putting Cassidy and Hardy in it. But also potentially get Lee Johnson, which you're just like, oh, you you could be a potential title contender, not you, Cody. Yes. Ah. If anyone knows about shots, it's on (laughs) Anderson. (laughs) Oh, we haven't got time to talk about Armed Anderson this week, uh, unfortunately, but I'm sure we'll talk more fallout from that epic promo next week as well as previewing that ladder match. Let's conclude with a question that I've written. And often I write these questions, and I do genuinely want to know your answer. You know, I do want to know who's next for Kenny Omega or whatever it is. And sometimes I write these questions and I go, this is purely for social media because I know the answer you're going to give me. Michael Cedric, who's getting shaved bald tonight? Is it Orange Cassidy or is it Jack Evans? Jack Evans. There's Jack Evans in it, yeah. I mean, it was a giveaway when Mahoney went, you're going to be facing, not me, Jack Evans. Like, they had Even a... Jack Evans isn't confident going into this no, match. No, not at all. Um, they had a match very recently on Dynamite, which I didn't expect Rampage to be doing much of this, but they kind of are leaning in the rematch direction um, of late. AEW, not to the gross extent WWE does it, but they are repeating some of their things where I thought... Oh, well, there's way too much stuff on Dynamite. So they'll just park it in Rampage instead. So it's a rematch. That's not great. It's got a stip, so that's a bit better. The match itself ended in the PIP break, if you recall. And it was a bit of Chikara-inspired fun. Look, there's worse ways to spend a a Saturday morning. (laughs) I just don't care about this food. I don't care about it at all. Yeah, it's going to be... Jack Evans probably getting too overconfident. Matt Hardy encouraging him to go for the pinfall. Jack Evans basically saying, I've got the match one. Give me the clippers. Turned around. Orange punch or whatever it may be. One, two, three. And then, is he, I presume he gets shaved bald tonight. Or maybe they say, tune into the anniversary special to watch a guy get his head shaved. No, you've got to deliver it on yeah. the night. You have to deliver it on the night. Uh, but yeah, no debate between us or anyone at What Culture or anyone in the wrestling industry, I believe, that unfortunately... 
Jack Evans is going to be bald by the end of tonight. But let us know your thoughts ahead of AEW Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, uh, including, as we mentioned, the SmackDown preview and WrestleCulture, the 3,000th podcast. Uh, is uh, coming out later on today with a hashtag bloody good quiz. And of course, if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, our reviews of SmackDown and AEW Rampage will be in your feed when they come out on Monday. But for now, this has been the AEW Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 